Hello, and welcome to the Main Street Telegraph, where the news is quick and the time limits do matter. I'm your host, B. I'm sorry this week's episode is being released a little late. I record this podcast in my house, and there was an awful lot of noise on the street yesterday, so I wasn't able to get to it until tonight. Today's trivia question is, what name appears above the door of Winnie the Pooh's house? Stay tuned for the answer after the show. Let's start this episode with some heartwarming news. Last weekend, I reported on hashtag Avengers for Alexander. A terminally ill man reached out to Reddit asking how he could possibly see an advanced screening of the new movie Avengers Endgame. Word finally got up to the powers that be. Alexander let us all know via Twitter that Disney had reached out to him and they were discussing some options. He also has been requesting donations to the Fanconi Anemia Research Fund. Cast members at Disneyland's Trader Sam's have started to go fund me for one of their co-workers, Skipper Bernardo, as he battles with poor health. It was started by Stephanie Harold. Quote, In times like these, we have the opportunity to come together and do what we can to show our support. Our bond is what makes us all a family, and as a family, when one is down, we all feel it. She asks for folks to donate what they can to show support for Bernardo. The GoFundMe campaign is called Support for Skipper Bernardo. It has reached $2,330 of the $5,000 goal in two days. A link to Alexander's Twitter post, the Fanconi Anemia Research Fund, and the support for Skipper Bernardo will be in the show notes. You can find these links and more at MainStreetTelegraph.com. Soon, the iconic Mickey-shaped ice cream bar will be available for purchase at our local grocery stores. Nestle is bringing in the limited edition treat in honor of Mickey's 90th birthday. They have yet to announce an official release date. Some argue that this Mickey-shaped treat is one of the most overrated in the park, though. What do you think? Babbel.com, a hit parenting blog owned by Disney, will be going offline for good as the company gears up for Disney+. You may or may not know that Disney acquired the site in 2011 in an effort to target young parents. According to TechCrunch.com, Babbel was a spinoff from a dating site called Nerve.com, which no longer exists. Remember the new living wage law we talked about last year? Well, Measure L became effective on January 1st, 2019. Measure L mandates that businesses in the hospitality industry that accept tax rebates from local government must raise workers' pay, ending in an $18 minimum wage by 2022. If you recall the old reports, Disneyland sought to escape that requirement by canceling its two tax rebate agreements with the city and discontinuing the construction of a hotel, after it had removed several businesses from its downtown Disney district. Bernie Sanders said of Disneyland last August, Disney is so nervous that the living wage ballot initiative in Anaheim is going to pass, it would rather end some of the corporate welfare it receives from local taxpayers than pay all 30,000 of its workers decent wages. However, Disney ended up raising wages anyway, after some hard negotiations with their employees' union. By the end of the month, 75% of their workforce will make $15 an hour or more, putting it somewhat in line with the raise enacted this year by Measure L. Meanwhile, CEO Bob Iger will be one of the highest-paid CEOs in America, with a pay package of $65.6 million, a raise of 81%, after Disney's immensely successful fiscal year ending September 29th of 2018. 
with revenue raising 8% and the bottom line 40% in that year. So how is Downtown Disney doing? What is now open? The Salt and Straw for fancy ice cream, the new Splitsville Luxury Lanes for bowling, the Disney Home Store, which has been up and running for a bit now, Ballast Point, a location for Californian cuisine, and what some would argue is not craft beer, officially opens on the 16th, but it had a soft open on, I believe, the 13th, so it's totally open and ready to visit. They stay open until 2 a.m. Black Tap Craft Burgers and Beer is yet to open from what I can tell, but it promises fancy burgers and crazy shakes. No, seriously, crazy shakes, it's trademarked. The Disney Parks website describes it as a classic American luncheonette with a New York vibe, which makes sense as the original location can be found in New York. Updates to Naples, a favorite location for pizza, have finally been finished a year after the announcement of the project. And we can't forget about The Void, the amazing virtual reality experience that combines VR technology with real-life sets. They are still running Star Wars, Secrets of the Empire, and Ralph Breaks VR. The Earl of Sandwich, one of the locations that was shut down as part of the new construction, made a dramatic return last year and is still there. The Disney Parks website still describes it as a temporary return, but with the halting of the original construction plans in the area, who knows? Right by the Earl of Sandwich location is the long-since-shuttered AMC Theater, and they plan to open a new location practically across the street this summer. Before MST went on break for the holidays, I reported on the new Beauty and the Beast ride coming to Tokyo Park. A sneak peek was released on Disney Park's YouTube channel in December. I'll link to it again in the show notes. A great article by John Gregory at Orlando Rising, which I will also provide a link to, explored why it's not a ride we'll likely see coming to the U.S. I recommend you go watch the sneak peek video if you haven't, so you can get a better idea of what I'm talking about. Because it's honestly really impressive. It looks so good. But it's also a regression in animatronic technology. So basically, we may prefer this look, but the future is essentially in projection. And this goes back to how Tokyo Disneyland was built in the first place. Unlike other parks, Disney doesn't have any ownership over Tokyo Disneyland or Tokyo Disney Sea. The Oriental Land Company licenses the theme, the IPs, etc. from Disney. And they don't love to take huge risks. When the park was being designed, they wanted that strong connection to what was already established at the other Disney parks. So the traditional look of the new Beauty and the Beast ride could likely be a purposeful design choice. And the ride itself is exclusive to that park, and it is also unlikely that the Oriental Land Company would want to give up that exclusivity. Before I end the show today, I wanted to give you some flashbacks by listing out some Disney Channel original movies, some of which I know I had totally forgotten about. Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, Cadet Kelly, Smart House, Halloween Town, Get a Clue, The Cheetah Girls, Under Wraps, Johnny Tsunami, The Luck of the Irish, Miracle in Lane 2, True Confessions, and The Thirteenth Year. You're welcome. The answer to today's trivia question, what name appears above the door of Pooh's house? It is Mr. Sanders. Well, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. 
You can find the Main Street Telegraph at MainStreetTelegraph.com, where you can listen and download shows and view the show notes. You can also find MST on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Overcast. You can contact me, B, with any questions, concerns, compliments, or corrections at MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. If you like the show, head on over to iTunes and give us a rating. And if you really loved it, tell a friend. Until next time. You can also find MST on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Overcast.